All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lloyd Brenton with Truly Grace Ministries. I'm leading a community of believers that want to uh, kind of find themselves in a faith-based life. If you're suffering from a setback, maybe it may be divorce, addiction, uh, finances, losing your job, whatever the case may be, we're a community that wants to support you and help you through any and all things that you go through. You can find us at uh, 8735 Highway 613 in Escatawa, where you can come in and meet the whole family. Uh, we start eating every Friday nights at 545. Uh, the service starts at 630 to 730. We, um, we take care of your kids for you. We're also on Spotify, YouTube, uh, podcast. We also have radio stations, 96.9 FM and 1580 AM. Our show is done live, also shown on TV on WGUD. It's at 7 o'clock on Thursdays, where you can watch us live if you missed the recordings. I really would like for you to get involved. And if you really need a change in your life, I know that you've been trying so hard your way. The struggles can only be overcome by Christ. Christ is the healer of all things. Truly Grace Ministries is where you need to be. Come as you are, everybody's welcome. The no judgment zone. You are all welcome at Truly Grace. Our family is committed to making sure that each and individual that steps onto the grounds from the parking lot to inside will be nothing but family felt. You, you'll feel like home right when you get there. Nobody gets left behind. We love y'all and I hope to see y'all soon. Man, come on, are y'all ready for truly grace tonight? Look here, thank y'all once again for coming out on this Friday and joining in with us. You know, Warsman, I have a special guest tonight, Aaron Hester. He's gonna come out, he's an evangelist. You know, he traveled from Africa all the way to here. He's been, he's been everywhere doing his thing, his heart and everything. He's on fire for Jesus. So you're not gonna miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? This is what he does. So y'all just be ready now, because I'm gonna tell y'all, y'all might get surprised. He's just like me, you know, whatever his squirrel goes and the Holy Spirit leads, you might get up and be singing something and whatever goes on, just gonna go on and y'all just ride with it and y'all already prepared because y'all get it from me all the time. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Are y'all ready tonight to do this thing for Jesus? All right, man. We still out there have that trunk or treat going on for October 31st. So I want y'all to tell your family and friends, you know, this is a safe place. You know, come around here and come get their candy and stuff. We're going to have all the cars and stuff lined up out here so we can trick or treat. They ain't got to go in them dark neighborhoods and take any chances. They can come right here on Truly Grace property and the kids will be safe and then they can get all the candy that they need under supervision of the family. How about that? So make sure you get it out and tell all your friends and family. Don't, don't, don't leave it out. Don't tell them to go out to the mall in Biloxi and stuff. Tell them to get on down here to Truly Grace. We got to start reaching the community because that's what we are, the community of believers. We got to get to them now. Okay, so look here. Without further ado, we got two more people coming in that are checking their temperature, but I didn't know they're on fire. You ain't going to be able to come in. I see your temperature's 103 now. He's got COVID. I said that on camera. I'm just kidding. All right, everybody. Nobody's got COVID. Truly great. Everybody. I, well, I always say things I ain't supposed to say. That's okay, though. It's all right. That's just what I do. So I tell you what. I know one thing that I love to do, and I know y'all do. It's time to worship Jesus Christ. So we might as well stand to our feet, man, and get this thing crunk up. How you doing, brother? It's time for Club Jesus. We love this part of the thing here. Yeah. All right. There's no space that his love can 
troubles and stuff we don't give up we fight that's what we do we got a god boy 
We got a good God. Good, good Father.
If you need him in the house, you give him a praise. We belong to him. In this next song, you let him know. We don't belong to anybody out there in the world, nobody else but him. And I need you to tell him about it tonight. You can't keep holding it inside and acting like he, he's not what he's he's not doing what your blessings are in life. You gotta claim it. Because everything you have, your breath that you wake up for every single day is because of him. So if you truly believe in the power that he holds, tell him how you belong to him. I know I do. And I know there's other people in this house that do too. Let fire rain upon us tonight. You call me out of darkness. And you silence it.
tonight We gather here As sons and daughters We are your sons and daughters We join with heaven singing And all the saints not beautiful we belong to him before we get this thing started he's already here with us now I need you to accept everything that happens after this before we start let's bow our heads because we need to talk to our father for a moment for what he's done dear heavenly father thank you for being here with us tonight thank you for placing open hearts and open ears and here to receive what you would have us to receive tonight. Father, I ask that you bless our brother that's coming out to give a great word that you have guided him to do. Father, let the Holy Spirit do everything that is done in here tonight. Brothers and sisters, in this house tonight, as always, I ask you to receive something that you can go beyond these walls and take to others out there into the world around us and spread the good news. That's what we're here to do. Not to hold it in, not to sit here anymore and be quiet. It's time to take action. So without further ado, I call our brother in Christ with his passion and his heart for you, Father, Aaron Hester, to deliver this message tonight. Everybody in this house, give a praise to mighty Aaron, brother Aaron Hester. Can we learn?
Amen. It's good to be. Can you turn me down just a little bit, brother? It's good to be at Truly Grace tonight. Amen. Can we stand one more time? Before we do introductions, I want to recognize the most important person here tonight. My very best friend sticks closer than a brother. Can we get a round of applause for the Holy Spirit tonight? Lord, you're welcome in this place. Have your way in this house tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen, amen. Just remain standing for a moment. Can we just be obedient to the Holy Spirit for just a few moments? Just quiet things down for a moment. We were made to worship him. So just for about... 20 seconds. I want you just to shake off all your worry. Shake off all your pain. Shake off all your shame. Shake off your past just for just a second. Just shake it all off. Put your eyes on Jesus for a moment. We're about to worship the King. I sing praises to your name. Oh, praises to your name. Come on. Oh, sing it to it. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. Come on, sing it to it. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. Lift your voice one more time. I sing praises to on somebody lord we pray has he not lifted you from the pit lord we praise you lord we pray 
Amen, amen, amen. You were made to worship him. You were made just to worship him. See, I didn't come here just to preach. I came here to be in his presence. Sometimes we just need to be stilled. We're always focused on the power. The power stirs you, but the presence steals you. Sometimes we just need to be still in the presence of God because it's in his presence. It's fullness of joy. And in his presence, we get a real revelation of who he is. He's holy. He's holy. He's worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm a crier. I hope that's okay. Amen. Somebody told me one time that a head that leaks don't swell. So I just, I ran with it. It's so good to be at Truly Grace. This is, this is the first time I've had the opportunity to come, and it's just an honor to be here tonight. Uh, if I, I better recognize my wife. There she is back there, beautiful wife Amber. My son Sean. I'm so glad they're with me tonight. One of my board members is actually on the way. She'll be here in a few minutes. But uh, it's just an honor to be here. Pastor Lloyd, Brother Lloyd, servant of the Lord, <laughs> whatever. You can call me whatever. It don't matter. Uh, I'm just, it, what an honor. Me and him had just a kingdom connection from day one, the first moment we met. We were talking about it earlier. We met, and in five minutes, a man lost, walked through the door, and we were just tag teaming on him. We were just right there. You know, leading him to Jesus, praying over him, amen, and five minutes after meeting, and I just knew right then, you know, we just, it was something there, so I'm just glad to be here, and, uh, you know, me and my wife, we live right here in Van Cleve, Mississippi, and, and you know, I, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. A lot of people don't like that. Some people don't like that. They say, well, you're forfeiting who God made. No, I'm not. It's called humility. I'm just a sinner saved by the grace. Without the grace of God, I am a sinner, any way you want to look at it. So that's all I am. I'm just fortunate enough for the Lord to provide me opportunity to uh, use me. I don't, I don't ask to preach anywhere. I don't call and ask anybody to, inv- uh, to invite me to come preach. So when I come and preach, I, just, uh, I go ahead and tell the people it's a divine appointment. My Bible says he'll open up doors that no man can close. So you, don't, you won't see me pushing doors open. Amen. If, can I just read a few scriptures to you? Uh, I uh, I got a word on my heart tonight, and it's going to be good, amen, because it's a word from the Lord. I'm going to preach a message called, Alone Came a Leper. Whew. All right, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. I'll just, uh, I'll read this to you. It says, when he had come down from the mountain, Great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So just 
in, in just in these few scriptures, I believe that we're going to talk about the, the message. The title of the message is Alone Came a Leper. But in, just in these, just, just in this small story, this beautiful story about this leper coming after Jesus and, and saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. I believe that it contains the recipe for getting a hold of God. There's so many people in the church and so many people, religious people and Christian people, they still don't know how to get a hold of God. We've got to know how to really get a hold of Jesus. How can we really get a hold of Jesus? There's going to be times in your life to where you're going to really have to be in a situation to where you're not going to be able to depend on one another. They're not going to save you. A judge is not going to save you. A financial advisor is not going to save you. There's only one that can save you, and it's Jesus. And you're going to come a point that, that nobody can help, and you're going to have to know how to get a hold of God. And we've got to know how to get a hold of Jesus. So many people, they get in this situation in their life, and they don't know how to get a hold of him. So i got three points tonight. Three points that's going to just give us this roadmap of how do we get a hold of God. But first thing I want to do, I want to shed a light just so we can build this so we can so we can really paint this picture i want to sh- uh, shed a light on a disease that shuns it, during ancient biblical times there was a loath lotham disease called leprosy of which there was no known cure it was uncontrollable slowly growing and it caused swollen lumps on the skin and ultra ulcer scabs all over the body a leprous person was, would look scaly and very deformed. Their hair and body was noticeably white, and therefore they were easy to identify. Their bodies would rot. Body parts would deformed. Fingers and toes, and sometimes feet, would fall off. The leper would drag himself along, and his voice would often sound like a dog growling or howling in pain. The only hope... And rest for the leper was death. The first thing, point number one, the first thing you need to know if you want to get a hold of God is to recognize you have a need. Since this is the first time here, I'm going to take an opportunity just to share a little bit of my testimony as I preach this message. Is that okay? I remember when the Lord called me. I went to the Brownsville Revival. Have anybody ever heard of the Brownsville Revival? It's in Pensacola, Florida. An evangelist named Steve Hill was preaching. I didn't know who he was. I was about 14 years old. An evangelist named Steve Hill was preaching the gospel, and, and, and I only went because there was this pretty little girl I liked, and she invited me. And so I was sitting there in a room full of maybe about close to 3,000 people, and all of a sudden, the Lord, right in the midst of that meeting, when I was looking at this girl, you know, I was just looking around, All of a sudden, the Lord, I had an Isaiah moment, and the Lord showed me one thing. He said, I am holy. And for whatever reason, friend, I didn't even know John 3.16. I knew nothing. But the Lord told me, he said, Aaron, I'm holy. And when he said that, I had this revelation right then that, that, that God was holy. And when you have that revelation, you see that mirrored. You see, you don't just see the holiness of God. You see yourself as unholy. And in that moment, I just had a, I had, I recognized that I had a need. 
I hope and you're going to see throughout this message that I'm not just talking about this leper, but I was that leper. And we are that leper. And you're going to see that through this message as we continue on. But to recognize is to identify and just acknowledge the existence of. There's a story in 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12 about David. Everybody knows who David is. David was the man that was anointed king of Israel. David was the man who, 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 who killed the giant. David was the man who God delivered him from the hands of Saul. But when David should have been at war with his men, he stayed behind and sent his men to war, and he stayed in Jerusalem. The next morning he arose and looked over and saw a woman named Bathsheba. She was beautiful. She was bathing. He lusted after her. He wanted her, and he took her. Come to find out, it was the wife of the Uriah the Hittite, one of his servants. So in order to try to cover up his sin, have you ever tried to cover up your sin? I know I have. We try to cover things up. That's what we do sometimes. In order to try to cover up his sin, he sent for Uriah the Hittite and tried to get Uriah to lay with his wife to try to cover things up because she was, she was conceived. She, she was pregnant. So when Uriah didn't go and, and, and lay with his wife, he sent Uriah the Hittite into the hottest part of the battle and had him killed. The Bible goes on to say that it really it displeased the Lord. Now, this is David. I don't want to beat up on David tonight. I love David, a man after God's own heart. But I love the response that David had. Now, listen, it said what David did. Now, David has now a murder and an adulterer. Now, in 2 Samuel uh, 12, I'm going to read 1 through 13. Just hang in there with me, but I'm going to tell this story. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, this iPad. It don't say that in here. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> then the Lord sent to Nathan to David. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and came, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich, one poor. The rich man had exceedingly great flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except for one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew together with him and his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and laid in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the, way, for the wafering man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. He had all this flock, but he stole from the poor man. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord of God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you to your master's house and to your master's wives into your keeping. And, I, I, and, and gave you to the house of Judah, Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have, you, would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. You have killed him with a sword. 
of the people of Ammon, and, and therefore the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me. You have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife, says the Lord. Behold, I will raise up adversaries against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. He shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun, for you did this in secret. But I will do this thing before all of Israel. So David said to Nathan, I love this. This is King. King David, he could have took Nathan's head off with a sword. But he said this to the prophet. I have sinned against the Lord. If you, when you recognize you have a need, the first thing you've got to do is take personal responsibility. If you have sinned, the Bible says along came a leper. It didn't say alone came a man who thought he had leprosy. The Bible doesn't say alone came a man who others said he had leprosy. This man knew he was a leper. He recognized he had a need, and he took responsibility for it. And sometimes in our life, we try to cover things up, and we don't take responsibility for it. I is a very powerful word. It, t- it means me, not you. You did this. You did that. We always want to blame other people. We want to blame our situation. We want to blame our family. We want to blame our Inherit our, our, our genetics. We want to bl- we all blame our politics. No, it's me. I make the decision. I choose whether I serve the Lord. Choose this day to serve the Lord. I'm going to move quickly. Isaiah was another example. In order to recognize, I've already said this, in order to recognize where you are, must have a revelation of where God is. Uh, Isaiah was the same way. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a, a people of unclean lips. Number two, you must leave those whom you identify with the most. Sometimes we have to come out from among them and be ye separated. Sometimes you have to leave those you identify with them. What's up, brother? (laughs) Sometimes you got to leave those that you identify with the most. A leper, a leper didn't have no other friends but other lepers. He had to make the conscious decision to leave all his leprosy friends and go after Jesus by himself. I remember that youth group that I was with when I was a kid. I remember I didn't know if they was behind me or not. But when Jesus showed me the holiness of God and that man of God said, get to these altars. And and so I got up because I was going to walk there. And he said, don't walk, run. And I said, well, I'm not going to run. And then I looked and there was about 500 people took off to the altar. And I, so I took off running. To get me a spot down there because I knew I needed Jesus. I didn't look behind me to see if anybody was coming. It don't matter if anybody's going to come or not. Sometimes Sometimes we've got to come out from among them and be separated. David was tending sheep when Samuel was looking for the right person to anoint king. Number three. This is the most important point. They're all important, but this is the most important you got to be desperate for change. you got to be desperate for something's got to change. Passion, zeal, and enthusiasm are vital components to the Christian faith. 
without them, victories lay dormant in our life and potential stays hidden. And it shall come to pass, says Acts chapter 2, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What does that even mean? Do we stand there in reverence, put our religious robe on, and call on his name? It's not really what we're doing. It's not a physical act. It's a call from the heart of a man, from the depths of his soul. He can't, he's desperate. I can't do this any longer. Something's got to change. Something's got to happen. I need to get a hold of Jesus. This leper couldn't take it anymore. It don't make sense for a leper to come out of the mountains like this. But Jesus responds to desperation. He always has. We've got the woman with the issue of blood that pressed through the crowd. She couldn't take it any longer. She'd been like that for 12 years. Nobody had any answers for her. She went to all the physicians, but she got desperate. So she pushed through the crowd and said, if I can just get a hold of his garment. Friend, we've got to be desperate for change. I'm desperate for change. I recognize I got a need tonight. You know what? When I read in there, I got other needs than this, but it don't matter how holy a man is, he's got a need. When I look at the Bible and I see Peter's shadow healed the sick, my shadow don't heal the sick. Not yet. Amen? Not yet. The crowds followed Jesus. A great multitude followed Jesus. A legion of people, a slew of people, an army of people. Here comes this leper, desperate for change. It was against the law to be anywhere even near a leper. We know better now. Leprosy is not contagious. Actually, there's another word for it that they call it in modern times. It's called the Heinz disease. I believe how you pronounce it. But back then, they were terrified of it. And it was against the law to even breathe the same air they were considered unclean. But here comes this man desperate for change. I can't be like this any longer. I can't continue down this path. If you got blind Bartimaeus, they told him to be quiet. <laughs> but he was desperate. He wouldn't be silenced. Friend, if you want to get a hold of God, you better be desperate for him. I'm telling you what, I've repented so many times in my life, but it wasn't till I got desperate. I appreciate that man of God telling me to run because when I begin to run, something begin to break off of me. And the Lord met me down at that altar. And I begin to, I remember, I remember what happened. If let me, I can still, I can still feel it on my hands because as I begin to run and people begin to fill the altar, when I got there, I, do, I dove. And I still remember the carpet burn on my hands when I dove. When I'm talking about it, I still feel it. And I begin to cry out, Lord, this was my prayer. It ain't got to be pretty. The Lord saw my heart. I was desperate for a touch from God. And I said, Lord, if you are the man whom this preacher says you are, save my soul. That was my prayer. Save my soul, Jesus. I can't do this any anymore. 14 years old and was suicidal already. Already into drugs and alcohol. I was a mess at 14. But the Bible says this unclean man came out, and as he did, 
All the disciples been to cover their faces so they wouldn't breathe the same air as this unclean man. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The Bible says something so powerful that Jesus reached out and touched him. That's significant. You wasn't allowed to do that. I'm here to tell you tonight, it don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter how bad it is. It don't matter how much despair you in. It don't matter how if your back's against the wall. It don't matter what the diagnosis is. I'm telling you, when Jesus touches you, he will be made whole. For you don't desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God over a broken spirit and a broken of a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. One of my favorite scriptures is in Philippians 3, verse 10. This, I, I, I can't hardly read it. Bro. I don't know why. It's simple. It's not even a, it's just something that just does something. Philippians 3, 10 and 11 Paul was sitting in a prison when he wrote this for preaching the gospel. And he said this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I read that one day and it was like, Paul, if you don't know him, who does? But he's still crying out and desperate for God that I might know him and the power of the resurrection. You know what the power of the resurrection is? It's what met me at that altar that night. See, when, when I was born and when you were born, you were born with a body that was alive, a soul that was wanted something, milk or whatever, and a spirit that was dead. But the power of the resurrection came and awakened my dead spirit, rose it from the dead. It was dead. I had it, but it was dead. Rose it from the dead. The power of the resurrection came and met me right there, right where I was at because I was desperate. I, was, I didn't even know what I was doing. I had no clue. I didn't have no scripture to back it up. I just was desperate. That's what this leper, he didn't, he didn't read the Bible before. that. He was just desperate. He couldn't take it no more. We got too many people that's just satisfied where they're at. They're not desperate for God. There's a story that they used to tell about the women back in the olden days, you know, you know, back in the 1950s and 60s, you know, all women wore dresses to church. You know, it's just the way it was. But the women would come to the altars and would kneel down at the altar, and the, the pastor's wives would come up behind them and they'd go to pray for them and they'd put their knee right on the back of their dress. So in case they tried to get up too soon, they were going to make sure they travailed until they were free. So when they tried to come up, they just, and they was like, what's going on? They said, honey, you ain't travailed enough yet. You ain't free yet. You just go ahead and sit back down there and keep praying. We need some desperation like that, though. We need, I'll tell you what, we need more preachers that don't go around saying, woe is you. They need to go around saying, woe is me. I believe that's when we're going to see revival happen in the land once again. 
I'm going to close. Can we play something? Is that okay? Put some music on? If not, I'll sing again and everybody will leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we praise you tonight. It's a short word, Father, but we praise you tonight. Father, we know that you're here tonight in this place. This is the word you've given me. I won't back down from it, for it's your word, oh God. So, Father, tonight I'm just decreeing, declaring God would arise and every enemy would be scattered in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, for an open heaven right now. Your word has gone forth. Father, you called us to preach the gospel. Father, you called us, Lord, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the leper, to cast out devils. Father, we thank you right now, Father, that you're going to touch your people. Father, you're going to meet their need, Lord God. You're going to heal their body. Father, there's people here tonight that's desperate for change. They can't continue any longer the way things have been. And Father, tonight, Lord God, we pray that you just touch them in a mighty way, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you. Just take a moment. Father, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. I'm going to open up these altars. You don't need a man to lay their hands on you. I may feel led to pray over you. But if you need to come to these altars, if you need to come and stand and just make a declaration to the Lord, don't walk. You get up and be desperate and come after the Lord with all your heart, with all your might. Maybe you got a family member that needs saved. Maybe you got a friend that's addicted. Maybe you need to just come out from among them and be separated. Maybe you got a disease in your body. The doctor said it ain't no hope. Maybe they, you don't know what you're going to do. Finan- you need to get, be desperate for some change in your life and come after Jesus. Hallelujah. Just come on. Don't hesitate. Come on. Quickly, 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 quickly. Quickly, quickly. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We praise the Lord. 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 Oh, Father, we desperate Jesus. We desperate from a touch from God. We desperate. We can't continue down this road any longer. We need your touch. We need your help. We need your anointing. We need your strength. If you're sick in your body, I want you to come stand and line up across here. I'm going to lay my hands on you. Hallelujah, hallelujah.